Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's the other thing we have to talk about, and we got to do it on the Swartz Culleton Guest Line with Seamus Clancy of NBC Sports. What's up, Seamus? Hello, Vince, my man. How's it going? It's going good, man. Now, here's the thing, Seamus, and... And you heard this, and you wrote a great piece about it on NBC Sports. I want to take people back to Sunday when the Dallas Cowboys are playing the New York Giants. Dak throws a touchdown to Amari Cooper, and this happens on the sideline. Easier than Philly, Seamus. Easier than Philly. How do you feel about that? It's one of those things for the first 30 seconds you get super angry about, and like you're texting your friends and sending them a tweet. Did you see what Dak said? Did you see what Dak said? But after that... You know, I was sitting at home after the, you know, birds like the SmackDown earlier on, on Washington. And I just thought, I love that the Eagles are that far in their heads because obviously my entire life the Cowboys have been in my head, and I'm willing to admit that. But I like that it's always been a rivalry to the fans, you know, get how crazy we get every week, and it's Dallas week, and how hype everyone is every year for, you know, there's always at least one or two of the, the Cowboys games are in prime time. But to see it matter to the players, I think it's awesome. It just adds to the insane nature of the rivalry where Brandon Graham's putting on his shoulder pads and locking them together and thinking about Dak's comments. And so is Fletcher Cox. And Carson Wentz is thinking about how all the people in the world think, you know, Dak is better than him. He deserves to have more money than Wentz and everything like that. It's just when the fans are that insane and crazy and devoted and passionate about not only how much they love the Eagles, but how much they hate the Cowboys, it has to ooze over the field into the players, I have to think. Yeah, you have to think, right? And the other thing is, too, there has been those connections. Like you say, Dak and Wentz, their contracts are getting compared all the time. Who's the better quarterback is getting compared all the time. And now Dallas, if their offense is anything like it looked like on Sunday, which was pretty good, these games are going to be great this year. These two games where they play each other, and it could be three games where they play each other, uh, they're going to be phenomenal just, just for anybody who's a football fan. They're going to be great. And so when you look at all of this and you see how contested it is, you know what I think about, Seamus? Do you remember that stretch where the Giants, it was like OCU Manure and Shady McCoy were going at each other? Yeah. How great of an era of football was that, right? Weren't those games yeah. the best? Yeah, from uh, I would say like 2010 to the end of the Andy era to about 2014, the height of chip mania. You know, Eagles-Giants was what we always thought Eagles-Cowboys was during that period. You had, you know, exciting play on both sides on offensively, and then you had some monster defensive and defensive tackles. And obviously, Philly and New York are a ton lot closer than Philly and Dallas. So I think there's a lot of that rivalry hits on more personal connections because people from high school or their neighborhood or someone they went to college with, they know Giants fans in real life. It's not just, you know, the random – Cowboys fans who live around the corner from me in Philly for some reason. These are actually Giants fans, and there's real blood there. But I think now that we're at a place where it felt during the Andy era, the, Cow- the Cowboys were, you know, finished at the end of the league, and the Eagles were in that streak where they made four straight NFC championship games. But now we're at a place where both teams are even, and both teams have Super Bowl aspirations. And really, both teams, you know, you could say might be the two best teams in the NFC. Yeah. And when they're like that together, I mean, if 
you know, I'm always a Cowboys doubter, but if Dak plays like he did on this past Sunday, I would think that they you know, could certainly, if the Eagles wrap up the division, I would definitely count them in for a wild card slot. When they're both at that peak at the same time, I don't think there's anything more, there's a rivalry more entertaining across the National Football League. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. And you know what the other thing is, too? Because you're talking about how this rivalry, the way it affects players, and you want them to be into it and and have that kind of anger or kind of uh, competitiveness to say, I really want to take it to these guys specifically. We're talking with Seamus Clancy of NBC Sports, by the way. And you know what the other thing is, too, Seamus? I got to tell you, I like Cowboys fans. I like them. Because it adds something to it, right? When you have people that are in the city that love Dallas the way they do, and they're talking all that smack, well, it gives you a chance to talk smack back. You know what I mean? And this adds more fuel the same way Dak just did it on the sideline. I love hating Dallas almost as much as I love just rooting for the Eagles. And I think that if it wasn't for those front-running Cowboys fans in the city that people have known their entire life, that hatred for the Cowboys probably wouldn't be there if the Cowboys weren't that good for so long in the 70s and 90s yeah but that's part of what makes it so fun for me there's i like having this you know theoretical villain in my life that me and the eagles are always trying to get against and i think them being such this this team synonymous with just greed or evil or the you know the epitome of everything you hate about the national football league or sports it just adds so much to it, and you know we're only we're not even at week two yet. They don't play until what week seven, eight. That's all I can think about still. Even though we're about to play on prime time on Sunday in Atlanta, I can't help but wondering what's going to happen on October twenty. Yeah, it's ex- as exciting as could be. Now, here's the thing I got to ask you, and this is complicated, right? Because we're talking about these rivalries and fan rivalries, and we saw it in a crazy way last week. Obviously, Mike Scott in the parking lot gets gets, you know, he gets in a fight with Eagles fans. And so how do you balance that line of being, like, incredibly passionate but also respectful at the same time? What do you make of the Mike Scott fallout, if you will? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a certain sense of if you're passionate, you're devoted, you want your team to win. But I think there's a certainly different category when it comes to, hey, we're going to verbally harass these people that are, you know, came from out of town or sitting in front of us because they're wearing a Giants jersey. I think that's at a totally different level. Obviously, Mike Scott's a Washington fan. And, you know, Mike Scott's kind of a folk hero in town. And whether those people knew that who he was or not, you know, it doesn't matter if he's Mike Scott or Joel Embiid or just some random fan that came up from D.C. for the game. I just think that it's unacceptable. You know, we like to have fun. We like to, you know, talk some smack, you know, have a couple of drinks, enjoy the game. But I think doing something like that is just, so uncalled for and it brings out that embarrassing cliched or what seemed to be cliched idea of Philadelphia sports fans that the national media holds. Yeah. And that's the shame of it. Now here's the, let's get positive again, right? Seamus Clancy of NBC sports. Will the Philadelphia Eagles win on Sunday? I think so. I really do. I think that the Eagles can win in the shootout. Definitely based on how they played on, Sunday and what their offense looks like. But if you look back to the last three games that they've played, Atlanta, which they've done in all three of Doug Peterson's seasons, uh, this past season opener in 2018, the NFC Division Round game in January 2018, and then the fall of 2016, Doug's first year. And the Eagles beat the Falcons in all three games, and neither team scored over 24 points, I believe, in any of the games. They were all about 10 to 
five to ten point games. So when you're looking at that, you think, oh, they have Julio Jones, they have Calvin Ridley, the Eagles have Deshaun Jackson now. I'm not sure it's going to be as much of an offensive output that some people might initially just think when you see the big star names on the team. But I think when it comes down to the way you saw Atlanta getting really pulverized defensively last last week by Dalvin Cook and the Vikings, I think they might be in for a big Jordan Howard game or maybe Miles Sanders really has his first welcome to the NFL moment, especially on primetime. I can see them really wearing down the Falcons' defense. They could run their – the Falcons are – very athletic and speedy on D, but at the same time, they're a little undersized. If the Eagles are running out of 12 personnel with Zach, God, with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard up there, again, I think we could be in for a major, major Jordan Howard game. There you go. 2-0, Sheamus. Yeah. 2-0. Final score, I'll say 27-21. There we go. That's from Sheamus Clancy of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Sheamus, thanks for hopping on, man. Always a pleasure. Of course, Vince. Have a good one, my man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.